0: The webcam is attached to my PC. Your your new um, your new porn webcam. Making so Doing much money. I've got an OnlyFans account, but the thing is, I only don't have any fans. I'll join for the support. <laughs> Thanks. It's like when
1: your friend starts a Patreon page. <laughs> I'll go to your OnlyFans. I just realized I left my window open. One second. I left the door open.
0: Great. Now we cannot be interrupted. It's hot. Is it hot over there? Oh God, it's so hot. Like, are you wearing short shorts? I'm wearing tiger shorts. Have you not seen my tiger shorts? shorts? <laughs> no, show me your tiger shorts. <laughs>
1: oh, they've got literal tiger. I thought it was like a tiger print short, like a sexy. No, they've got tigers on them. They've got literal tigers on them. Yeah,
0: sexy in a different way.
1: The Yeah, where are they? I, can't, I couldn't really see around your crotch area. Are they converging on your I've never looked at No, your... it's
0: just one tiger's head right on where the penis is. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Which one does the roar come from? <laughs> the one at the back. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Uh, I can't wait for D&D tomorrow.
0: I am dying for D&D. It's going to be fun. How were the drinks in the garden?
1: Uh, they were great, actually. Yeah, did, so I'm so my neighbors have dogs and I'm very close to like being like, I think the person they go to if they need a dog sitter, that's kind of been my mission <laughs> in getting to know them.
0: <laughs> I Do you know I'm, their I think names? Close. like, I mean, the people's names? Obviously, you know the dog's names.
1: Yeah, um, I knew the dog's names first <laughs> and then... I learned their names at some point thereafter. I reckon, I was out for a run in the park and I recognised the dogs and then by making the connection as to who was, uh, like following the leash, <laughs> following the line directly to the people, I was like, oh, you're my neighbours because I've had like conversations with your dogs through my window. <laughs> yeah, it's going well.
0: Um, Hercules doesn't do well in this heat. No. Yeah, he's he really leans into his Labrador orange, he's just like uh, tongue hanging out, Aww. very slow. And then when he gets back to the house, he just like flops right down onto the cold tiles, and sleeps. And you're and you're there next to him. Oh yeah, I'm, naked, of course, but yeah. Naked, but for your tiger shorts. Yes, I'm. My tongue lolling, panting for breath, as I am every mm. ju- Sunday.
1: <laughs> I didn't have any particular cold open in mind, so <laughs> is this just it? Sure. <laughs> Were you recording for your OnlyFans bit? Yeah, and you are my only fan. <laughs> okay, great. That's good. That's good cold open content. Are you drinking? I just saw your mug. Are you drinking tea? Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, I'm drinking a green tea. Oh God, such a hipster. I was going to drink my beer, but it just doesn't feel. I think I've been drinking too much in lockdown. We've had these if I'm being perfectly, If I'm being perfectly honest with myself. You know
0: the way everyone talks about lockdown deja vu. I'm yeah. getting it right now with you talking about your excessive drinking.
1: Oh no, I think we did. I think we talked about me drinking a whole bottle of vodka, mm-hmm. did we? Moscow yeah, was that on the show
0: yeah oh my god you're right what were you drinking this oh. time that has you hungover? well i'm not even i think it's just from the, that time i drank the whole bottle of vodka i keep looking back in it as like a, what were you doing i haven't been drinking like excessively i don't i think it's a lot harder to drink excessively at home you think yeah like normally if i'm out in the pub you have on the crack you're drinking pints you're usually in a round system and then whoa eight pints i'm shit-faced That's true. Whereas at home, it's like, oh, yeah, can, 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 slow, drink, food. Yeah, and then your bed's right there, so it's easy to just call it quits. Yeah, well, you do do love drinking on your bedroom floor. I do. I have a yoga
1: mat down here now, so I could easily pass out of that, I think. See?
0: Nice, tiger print yoga mat. (laughs) I wish.
1: Uh, Look, I've been putting off getting into this episode because it's going to be a heavy one. It is. (laughs) should Should we just roll the theme music and get this shit over it? I thought we'd already done that. I thought the cold open had ended. Oh, I don't know. Who's to say when the cold open ends and <laughs> begins? Oh, I guess I am because I added it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out where I'll put the music. Maybe I'll put it in here. No, here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool mug nice design it's just dots Steve they're nice dots I guess so you call
1: yourself a designer I am but there's times like this I just look at like well if fucking dots is enough to impress people then what the fuck am I doing (laughs) literally spending hours and hours and hours learning 3d modeling all these complicated volumetric lighting systems and all it takes is like black dots on a white mug to impress fuckers like you then what do I, that was needlessly aggressive, I'm sorry. I think it's
0: this green tea. You actually, um, <laughs> you froze whenever you said whatever it was that it was supposed to offend me. It's like, Oh, what so you didn't hear it? Oh, sorry, that was very aggressive. You might have just okay, done oh. that. And then I have to, it's like some sort of psychological mind game. I have to put the worst insult I can think of in what you said.
1: I just called you a fucker. That's <laughs> so right. That's fine. I've called you worse. Uh, what, are, what are we doing then? We were supposed should we, Oh, we should, we should introduce ourselves. Yeah.
0: What is this? Yeah. W- what are we doing here? What are we doing? What am this podcast? Uh,
1: it's uh, politics, I guess. But this one's going to be news, I guess. But when... Okay, here's the thing I'm mean going to talk to you about. When we say news, can we just change it to not be news and just like things that have happened since the last time we recorded? Because it's not news, <laughs> a lot of it.
0: Yeah, but it is, though. It is, I guess, though. Like, I mean... I just feel, I feel people don't come to us for news. I mean, yeah. No, they don't. This isn't a new show. No. Why do people, why do, why do you people come to yeah. us? Shh,
1: don't look, don't put this question to people's minds. Otherwise they'll, they'll wake up from whatever fever dream led them to listen to us for 104 episodes.
0: Anyway, it's a politics show. It is. I'm Steve.
1: And I'm Richie. And we are. Um, and we are. Bad at podcasting. <laughs> what on politics? Dude, now the music. No, music, music's, music's come and gone. I don't have
0: a show notes open for this one, so I'm lost. What happens next? <laughs> we don't have show notes for this one. We were supposed to record oh, an yeah. interview with someone about a fixed topic. Mm. We were going to do What Am Islam, um, a yeah. topic we wanted to do for a while. We have a great guest who hopefully will still be able to do it next week when we asked them to record. Mm-hmm. And But there was so much shit going on this weekend that maybe we got a bit, yeah,
1: Yeah, Yeah, we didn't want to overshadow like What I'm Islam is a subject we've been meeting to for a long time and we didn't want to overshadow it with big stories. The things that have happened. Yeah, the things that have happened since last time we recorded and we didn't want to do the the topic of of What I'm Islam a disservice by having it eclipsed by other topics that shouldn't be eclipsed by other things like these things require their own episodes now I guess. So we're going to do this one now where it's kind of like a news catch-up-y type thing of what's been going on in the world and then uh, usually we release we release every two weeks, but instead we're going to put out the What I'm Islam episode, hopefully, guest interview, depending, uh, next Tuesday. Yes. So you won't have to wait the full two weeks. Yes.
0: So everyone's happy. Might yeah. not even do news then. Who's to say? Depends what happens between now and the next time you record. I mean, for months, we've been not wanting to do much news because of all the COVID shit and it just being about COVID. And now all of a sudden... Yeah. The United States and the UK have just thrown two huge fucking shit turd sandwiches into the world. Yeah. Everyone like has to take the, a
1: bite of. On the positive side, the, the there's a bit of respite in all of the kind of thumbnails of COVID news on the different news websites. The bad news is, is the news is bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> like the stuff that's interrupting that, that COVID flow, they're bad things. Would, and we're going to talk about them.
0: Will we do the UK first?
1: I think we do the UK first, yeah, because yeah. the other one's a bit a bit heavier and give that some space. But yes, what what happened to UK? You're going to take over UK. I'm going to take over, exchange. even though you
0: live there. For you are so pissed off and tired so, of this so topic that you've thrown in your your novelty tie as what am UK correspondent? I've thrown in my clip on tie, yeah, with the little Union Jacks and small Churchill dogs. I would
1: never wear that. Are
0: you kidding me? I'm definitely going to get you that for the next time. We're going to give each other presents. Uh, oh no.
1: <laughs> Um, but yes, you're, you're going to cover what, what's been happening in the UK. So what has yeah. been happening so in the UK?
0: Dominic Cummings, a bit of background. He is a special advisor, I think is whatever the name of his title is, to Boris mm. Johnson, the Prime Minister. Essentially, he's Boris Johnson's right hand man, um, sure. unelected, appointed political operative, who mm. previously made his name as the leader of the Vote Leave campaign campaign. Um, during the Brexit referendum, he has been given credit as being the mastermind, quote unquote, mm. behind that. Um, if you're familiar
1: with the UnCivil War, he's, yeah, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch portrays him.
0: He made such an impact that they got a major Hollywood actor to play him in a HBO movie.
1: Yeah, they even got the, they kind
0: of tr- they kind of treated him
1: like a like a tortured genius, the type of person is like scribbling on a wall yeah. a cl- like on a door in a
0: clock. Like it's a bit, it's a bit of Hollywood for for what actually happened. But um, he might be that. He might be a tortured genius, but the thing about politics is that nobody is ever able to keep a grasp of the situation for that long. And eventually you do something like fuck up on the rules that you invent. So, yeah, uh, he has been part of the government response to COVID as Boris Johnson's second hand man, whatever the, whatever the expression is. He, I think he mixed up second in command and right hand man. So no, it's said I second hand man. Second hand man. I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get, give me some credit. <laughs> Tortured genius here, Richie.
1: You said something really profound and funny. It must have been a mistake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Quick, write it down and send it to someone that people like. Um, Go on. First, there was rumors that the UK government were going to go with a herd immunity tactic towards COVID to allow a lot of the population to get infected, not not have massive lockdowns. But then people started dying, so they changed tack. And apparently Dominic Cummings was... Was hard on both sides. So first he was hard on herd immunity, then he was hard on lockdown to save lives. But then it turned out that back in April, I think I don't have all the timelines. If you Go to a real news source if you want to hear <laughs> the actual timelines. The gist of it is is that he came home from work because his her his wife thought that she had COVID. Mm-hmm. She was okay after a couple of hours, so he decided to go back into the office. And then after work that day, they came home and decided to drive 200 odd miles, which is 400 kilometers, or 892 to doos, if you're from that country that uses those. And oh, yes, the skippity doo. Skip as in what I'm, uh, what amtopia our nation, <laughs> yes. um, which is way outside of what you're supposed to do, and stayed in another house on his parents' estate. I always thought like he was a tortured working class genius. You're not a working class genius if your parents have an estate with multiple houses. <laughs> Boris isn't going to affiliate himself with someone who his parents doesn't
1: have at least two houses on their it's property. True. Are you kidding me? True, that huh? man has a brand to maintain.
0: Do you think your chicken coop in your parents' house would count as a second domicile if you were to apply for a job?
1: If I sleep in it, yes. I think legally, <laughs> once you sleep in it once, it, it, it can't, and it'll be taxed as such, which is the only reason I haven't slept in the, my parents' chicken coop.
0: So he did all these things. Mm. It got spot, and then oh yeah, the other thing. After two weeks of R and R, they decided that they were kind of well enough, and then they were spotted in a castle, ba- Barnard Castle, Barnard Castle, Barnard yeah. Castle, um, which is about thirty miles away from where they were supposed to be holding up. Yeah, like picnicking or something, and then. <laughs> And then the they, rationale
1: they gave. Was and then there. they were back in
0: London. So this, these rumours were flying around the British media because people started making reports to the police. He's a well-known man. His picture often appears in the news. So people mm. took his licence plate, reported him as being in breach of the rules. The he, he was denying it, changing stories. The government were denying it and changing stories until eventually last week he came out and gave a press statement to say... Mm. I was very sick and I was very worried that my child was not going to have anybody to look after him. So I decided that I had to drive up to the north of England so that my niece would be able to look after him if something went wrong. And then the bit about the castle is because we wanted to drive back to London when we were okay, and my eyes weren't nice. So I thought that if I was to drive 30 miles, I could test my eyesight before driving an even longer journey.
2: I didn't do anything
0: wrong. I didn't break the rules. You Yeah, you broke the rules. He broke the fucking rules. He broke <laughs> he all the it. rules. He broke all the rules that he wrote. Number one, if you, someone has a case, it happened in our house, my, my housemate had to go to the hospital with a potential case. Turns out that they decided not to test him because the, he, he lost one of the two symptoms you're supposed to have. But when that mm-hmm. was happening, we were looking at the guidance from the HSE, Ireland's health board, and they were like, everyone in the house has to stay inside for two weeks. You're not. You have to get people to drop off your groceries. You have to do all these things. You cannot mm. leave your house. It was so fucking clear. Everyone in yeah. the entire world knew it yeah and then the fucking eyesight thing is just bananas <laughs> yeah there's like oh i wasn't sure if i was in the fifth state to drive so i drove
1: 30 miles to like a, a well-known beauty spot like a tourist spot on his wife's birthday yeah like what it's just and it's just a complete flagrant like, no apology not, no apology whatsoever and then just a flip like the amount of flip flopping boris and the conservative party well i'll just, I'll just say boris have done to kind of protect him and like presumably keep him in the
0: job. It's not just like, no, it they, is. So there's ministers and other people standing by him.
1: Yeah, but there are other there are Tories who have called for him to res- like it's there's it's, the it's, Scottish it's a Secretary
0: quit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but uh, the fact that they they've they they retroactively like they went back and retconned stuff that they've been saying from from the beginning just to protect him, like saying that no. These were always guidelines and up to interpret. There's a level of, there's a degree of interpretation.
0: Intuition. Your own, your own, what was the word? I guess intuition or judgment. Yeah, And he kept on saying, you may, you may, another reasonable person may think that that was wrong, but I thought it was right. I was like, no, the whole point of having these lockdown guidelines for the nation is that you're not supposed to have judgment or intuition. You follow the Mm. fucking rules to stop the spread of the plague. Exactly. You wrote Um, the rules.
1: Yeah, and he didn't do that and So and it's it's awful because like there there and there's loads of stories about this. People were protesting inside of his home, but I think I think they had a big screen with like a feed of all of the sacrifices people had made that that he didn't stuff like I didn't go to my brother's funeral because I was uh, abiding by the rules that you helped ride yeah. and that kind of thing. It's, it's, hypo- it's the worst kind of
0: hypocrisy. Yeah. And just such, such brazen, not giving a shit about the reaction I'm um, calling it a media spin fest, like blaming the media for overhypening it. all this typical fucking right wing populist bullshit, th- to be honest. Yeah. There's nothing to
1: spin. It's just there. The events happened. but you, know you just have to recount exactly what happened. And
0: I think he's gotten away with it.
1: You think? Mm-hmm.
0: I think that it's actually it's starting to fizzle out. They're starting to move on to talking about the next stage of the lockdown. People are criticising the government about coming out of the lockdown too quickly. Yeah. I think he got away with it. I think. Yeah. Well, Boris pretty soon
1: after announced this a it felt like a distraction technique that this new thing that, oh, you can go and meet up with up to six members outside of your household if you have... Stay alert. Yeah, if you just stay alert and like abide by, by the two metre thing and that kind of came out of nowhere and it felt almost like a... Oh, he did. Oh, here we'll throw you a little sweet just to kind of placate you in yeah. the middle of all this. That's what I do when when
0: Hercules has something that he picks up in the park that I don't want him to have. I'll like pick up a stick yeah. or like, you know, just try and cause a distraction. Hey, look at this. Mm. Drop that thing. That's actually you want. Take this thing instead. Yeah. Yeah. T- or you, you usually tell him he can hang out with up to five other dogs from other households. He'd be fucking delighted at that. He loves other dogs. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. think it's working. And I think... I think like people were like just dumbfounded as if this was a minister, they'd be fucking sacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. people think that the structure is such a number 10 Downing Street is that Boris Johnson is number one, thinking that COVID is a secondary issue, even though he nearly fucking died of it himself. And that <coughs> Brexit is the most important political issue of the next couple of years. So he wants mm. to keep his big Brexit ba- brain in place. And then also, and um, this actually this is this is pretty well portrayed in the the Uncivil War bit, but it did actually happen in the campaign that the people who ran the board of the vote leave weren't happy with mm-hmm. how Cummings was running it. So they yeah. like called him to Westminster, said sorry, Dom, you're gonna have to resign. But he realized that they hadn't got their shit together and ended up walking out of the room with a promotion and the head of the board having to quit because yeah. they didn't have their shit together. Everyone that worked in the higher jobs were loyal to him. And it appears that that's how it is in number ten. So if Boris Johnson was to say, Sorry Dom, you're sacked about 50 people that work for him would leave as well. And it would just be Boris sitting on his own trying to come up, trying to spell Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> so. Jesus. I mean, yeah, with that logic, you can, obviously,
1: it's it's not something I agree with or, and I think the logic is utterly flawed, but you can see why from Boris's perspective with the the kind of internal compass he has, why he would make such <laughs> stupid
0: decisions. Yeah. And then it also, it is also worth mentioning that Dominic Cummings was probably behind the fact that they won that big 80 seat majority as well. So mm. Boris might just think that he is... A super genius, and if Dom says that it, it's fine, we'll write it out. Yeah. Find the and you know and you know, fuck, so far he looks right. <laughs> fuck.
1: You see why I didn't want to talk about this story. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you
0: really want to talk about the next
1: story? No, fuck no. Oh, uh, the next story. The next story. America is America's gone mad. It's gone it's it's a blaze right now, and that's not even I'm not I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that there are literal fires.
0: We're recording on Sunday the 31st and the news yep. is that on the Saturday night there were 75 cities, at least 75 cities with conflict between between police and protesters. Yeah, and
1: man, many of which are establishing curfews or bringing in the national guards. Like it's it's these are significant significant protests uh/riots. And to go back to where it all began is with the death of George Floyd, of course. So, just to quickly recap, on the 25th of May in Minneapolis, Minnesota, white police officer named Derek Chauvin arrested George Floyd, an African-American gentleman, over an alleged attempt to use a counterfeit $20 bill in a deli. Um, If I forget, please remind me, I have a personal anecdote related to this, but I want to get to the recap first. Oh, God. Um, Floyd was handcuffed, uh, face down on the ground, with Chauvin kneeling on his neck, for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. 2 minutes and 53 seconds of which occurred after Floyd became unresponsive. While he was responsive, he people could hear, people who were, who were filming, witnesses who were there who were filming it could hear Floyd saying, please, I can't breathe, my stomach hurts, my neck hurts, everything hurts, they're going to kill me. And they did. George Floyd died from the actions of um, that police officer. And just to say, like, this isn't, like, what what Chauvin did, that's not part of standard police procedure, like how you go about arresting and physically detaining someone. This was an excessive show of force.
0: There were four policemen with guns.
1: Yeah. And it's, yeah, and you it's know, part of a much, much bigger systemic problem with police brutality.
0: Yeah. There were other, I think tied into this I can't remember the people the names of the people in question but there was a lady um, I think she was a paramedic expert or some sort of medical engineer she got Breonna Taylor Breonna Taylor she got shot eight times Mm. in her home sitting in her own home Yeah. Um, and then there was another gentleman shot while jogging these all happened and then there was also the case of I can't remember his first name. He actually had the same surname as the lady who called the cops on him when he was mm. um, bird watching in a, in a park in New York city. Um, a little, a bit of the of new, central park is called the rambles where there's loads of birds. He was there. Dogs are not supposed mm. to be off their lead. I think he asked the, do- asked the owner to put the dog on the lead and then tried to grab for the dog. And then she flipped out, started yeah. screaming at him and then rang the cops to say, a, a black man is threatening me or an African American man is threatening me yeah. and she ended up losing her job and she lost the dog. She lost the dog. People recognized the dog from a a cockapoo shelter or a spaniel mm. shelter from the year before, and then she had to surrender the dog that day and then yeah mm. it was just yeah, all these things together seem to just all of these things, yeah, they're just part of this bigger problem, this bigger kind of injustice
1: yeah which is which is what people are protesting right now in in Minneapolis and across America. the idea of the police force uh, disproportionately targeting people of colour and using excessive and often lethal violence and detaining ethnic minorities. Like, this is nothing new. All this stuff, this is nothing new yeah like i said because it's because we're in 2020 and everyone has a smartphone uh this this incident was
0: recorded from multiple angles uh and uploaded to social media yeah. where it went Some, it went viral someone actually said to me is like i can't believe someone was filming when this was happened." and i thought their implication was that they're supposed to go and do something like number one you mm. don't fucking interfere with cops because you might get in trouble too mm. and then number two that is actually how you're trained if you go to um like uh like a minority rights meeting and they're teaching you how to interact with the cop, they just say, take out your phone and start filming. It's all you can do. And of course, seeing smartphone footage of police brutality
1: against a black man isn't that new. It's like painfully and unfairly common on the internet. And actually one of the, one of the most interesting sentiments that has become kind of prevalent in the discourse around this atrocity is that if you're shocked by seeing this kind of video, then you haven't been paying attention. That these kind of events... And the fear that goes along with them is just part of the black experience. And yes, it's awful and it's tragic when you see these videos. But the, the, the wrong reaction now is to be surprised. Like, oh, I, I can't believe this happened. Well, well it's, you know, all of the examples you gave earlier, you know, and, and many, many more prove that this is this is common and we shouldn't be shocked. And being shocked, us being shocked as white people outside of these experiences is kind of part of the problem and part of why it's normalised. Of course, people just aren't reacting to George Floyd's murder, as we said. He he is the catalyst for this fire, but like there's generations and generations worth of fuel behind it. And you don't even have to look too far. Like You gave some examples earlier, but in, even in Minnesota, in, in um, Minneapolis, there's similar examples. Like in 2016, Philando Castile was shot and killed by a police officer in a neighborhood that was just 15 minutes away from where... These protests, the kind of epicenter of these protests, like just 15 minutes away, a similar thing happened in 2016. In 2017, a Minneapolis police officer was charged with shooting with the shooting death of Justine Damond after she called to report a possible sexual assault. In 2015, protests erupted over the shooting of Jamar Clark, a 24-year-old man who's being pursued by Minneapolis officers. So and this is just in the same city. Over the past few years, like this isn't even taken into account all the other stories we were talking about, like Breonna Taylor. And frankly, and everything.
0: Minneapolis would be one of the less eventful cities as well. You would think so. But it's actually, I was looking into it,
1: Minneapolis, like it's a very kind of well-to-do city and it's got like a lot of liberal politicians. But there's like a weird, I think they called it the like the African-American paradox, where even though it's kind of well-to-do and has all these liberal politicians, there's these underlying socioeconomic uh, disparities between the black community and the white community that in terms of it, it's it's a whole other thing it's like almost a whole other episode but it's kind of indicative of the larger kind of socioeconomic injustices across the country as a whole and again it's just more fuel to this to this fire so yeah protests started in minneapolis and have spread to like you said uh, like 70 plus cities across the country um did
0: you see uh the cnn reporter getting arrested yeah Live on TV. Yeah, that was insane. That was insane. It, utterly insane. So it was like, like what? Five o'clock in the morning. It was in, this was in Minneapolis as well. This, is like, this was in Minneapolis, This is the, yeah, this is the night right. after the protesters burned down one of the police precincts. And um, there was a line of like insanely armed riot police. I think they dispersed the crowd. It was mostly done. They, the, the, the journalist. I think it was it was the journalist himself and three others, uh, two producers and a cameraman. They were standing yeah. where they oh, were told Omar to stand. Jimenez. Omar Jimenez, Omar Jimenez, and then um, as well, they are like national guardsmen with rifles who look like they should be on the streets of one of the American conflicts that they're in. Like these were full on soldiers with massive rifles. So these these journalists are no threat. <laughs> no, and then cops square very clearly
1: like they weren't like <laughs> covert journalists yeah. like with hidden body cams and they were trying to dress up they had big ass news reporter cameras like they were broadcasting live
0: they had a whole live broadcast setup if you haven't seen like, it, they didn't look like anything other than journalists if you haven't seen it go and watch it it is just bananas he's like they come I'll up include, to, i'll include a link to the show, now, they're like, the show move, notes. they're like move 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 he's like tell me where you want me to go because <laughs> like they don't want to move just in case like you get battened in the back of the head or something and then yeah, yeah as they're arrested then the cameraman's arrested, and then they lift up the camera, and then it's just bananas. But I tell it's you, it's crazy. I thought that would have been the worst of what i seen, but what I'm seeing after last night is just even worse. Like, did you see, and again, I'll link all this in the show
1: notes. It looks like a residential, like, it looks like a quiet residential street I've seen somewhere that with in the Minneapolis. Gun. Yeah. They, so it's, it's a quiet, again, link to show notes. There's a quiet residential street in Minneapolis, and the footage is taken from the point of view of people on their kind of porch mm. just looking out onto this quiet residential road and there is a big like fucking battalion of these ah, a desert, police a desert Humvee yeah like going down the street like marching down the street with all of these, these yelling these police get officers inside in full gear and they're, yeah they're shouting oh get, inside, get inside get inside get inside pointing now at the people who are filming it and like from their point of view they're on their they're not even on the street or in their front lawn they're, they're on their ho- in on their, their house porch. <laughs> yeah pr- pretty much like halfway in and halfway out of their house and then you hear one police officer shout light them up
2: light them up go inside now get, inside! get in the hole <laughs> <Get> in the
1: <laughs>
0: and then they hit them with a barrage of these rubber bullets I don't think they were rubber bullets because they, they got hit directly with one of them and there was like it was like a paint thing I, oh, really? Yeah, no, if a rubber bullet hits you, like those pictures you were talking about, then, mm. whereas the person who got hit by this was like, God damn it, it hit me in my crotch. So I think it was more like a paintball gun, which isn't nice. <laughs> no, no, And no. if it hit somewhere that could have been more tender, then it would have done some serious damage. But the fact, and they just shot them on their fucking street. Yeah, and the fa- it's also the, the this bravado of light them up. Yeah, light like, them up. Like, you're not out war. Fucking- this is Yeah, this exactly. Is You're not States. playing Call of Duty, yeah. you fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? I, I can't really. And then like you have more journalists who are wearing like the hard helmets that they wear when they're on duty in Baghdad. The mm. only thing they're missing is the flak jacket that has press embroidered on it to try and hope that they don't get shot. But it's not working. They're yelling, press, mm. press, 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 waving their things. They're getting thrown to the ground by cops. One of them, I seen a cop did it to one guy. He goes, OK, stay there. And then another cop just walks up and pepper sprays the guy in the face as the camera mm-hmm. is rolling. You have, oh, it's just, it's, I've never seen anything like it. You have the the SUVs driving into people in Brooklyn. You have, yeah. you have like they're firing tear gas and then the tear gas is being thrown back at them. And then apparently, so there's, there's groups called Antifa and Mm anti-fascist groups. They do, they, they're professionals at these protests. They know what to do. They know how to organize. They turn up. They're all across the world. I met some of the guys in Dublin and they had put down loads of milk and water where they thought there was going to be clashes with the police later on because Mm. apparently milk and water combined is a good way to throw it on your face to stop the effects of tear gas or pepper spray. Ah, Um, Interesting. The cops turned up earlier on in the day and robbed it all or smashed it. (laughs) No. Because they knew there was going to be the big conflict later on that night. And then, yeah, there was, they were throwing the canisters back and forward. It was like people were choking and suffocating. There were word of gunshots going off in the protests, but the cops were saying that wasn't them. It's just I don't understand who is giving the orders to these forces to say act as if we're at war. Yeah. Like I mean cuz that that's what the that's what the their MO seems to be. Yeah, well I mean also not exactly cuz these guys would all have submachine guns and if they were at war there'd be more death but still like mm. almost yeah. act as if we're at war. Yeah, who's like who, and who's making that decision, and who thinks that's a good fucking decision to make? Do they think
1: that they're going to lose control
0: of the cities? Yeah, it's,
1: but it's indicative of the problem as a whole, right? Yeah. It's it's like they're they're not they're not aside from like small little examples I've seen of, of officers who are like you know marching with protesters and kind of breaking the company line. It's they're behaving uh, in the way that has led to this problem. Yeah, square you know, up, this this crazy, wall Yeah, square up like yeah. This this crazy sense of bravado um, and physicality. And bias that has led to this situation they are just doubling down on it to try and fix it which obviously isn't going to work this is a big huge problem that requires systemic overhaul
0: i don't even know what the goals of the protesters are like what well i think right now this is like this the, is demonstration the, this is all, yeah
1: this yeah this is the reaction you know what i mean this is this right now This shape isn't a type of negotiation this is like a a bounce back you know you push we push back like this is you've gone too far and now
0: you know we are responding in kind and then as they're doing that the cops are doubling down on their bad response and then we have and that's why we have what we have
1: yeah and i think trump trump is only exacerbating it as you can imagine Mm -hmm. like you you compare this to his like when like all of his liberate tweets remember when he's like liberate
0: yeah oh they're nice people be nice to them cops Exactly. Yeah, and he
1: he says like he's saying, you know, your Second Amendment rights are under threat. So it's kind of like a weird backhanded like call to arms almost. And yet for these
0: protests, he's he's taken the complete opposite tact. Um, like he he quoted. I don't know if it was inadvertent or not, but he tweeted out, um, "Once they start shooting, once they start looting, we'll start shooting." Yeah, which was like the words of a segregationist police chief back in the um, race riots of the 60s when the civil yeah. rights movement was at its peak.
1: So he's just showing his
0: own racism. <laughs> you know what um, I mean? So yeah. clearly it's not even veiled. I almost don't see the point of talking about what Trump's reaction to this is going to be. It's only going to be what you expect it to be. He's going to start yeah. talking about Blue Lives Matter. He's going to start bringing up the Vic, like police that are, that are killed in the line of duty. He's going to do all the same things he always does. Mm. Yeah, I think... And then they're spending a lot of time and effort um, protecting the White House at the moment as well. There's a lot of people trying to get in there. Yeah. And he, Trump
1: literally threatened like Monty Burns to release the hounds.
0: (laughs) Did you hear that? He said like, if if people climb over, there'll be wild dogs. With with bees. And when they bark at you, they shoot bees. (laughs) He closed the door. (laughs) Well, more likely, you put 700 officers in front of us oh yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty shitty like it's a whole thing i mean it is and, go this on. seems to happen every couple of years in the united states uh lately anyway you have like the black lives matter thing has been around now for a good few years and it seems to be it's just mm. it ebbs and it flows but this is one of the worst instances of of like
1: it's it's reminiscent of like the 1992 la riots yeah like which took over all of la and again that was a similar thing where it was because rodney king was beaten to a pulp and his, his his the four officers who were who were who did it were acquitted, and like that's kind of what kicked it off was also because of a bunch of other similar things that happened beforehand. It is worth mentioning; and those were vicious, riots. Those were those were serious. As,
0: although we said please don't use us for news, but it is worth mentioning that the officer who did who did the kneeling on the, on the throat has been arrested for yes for third degree murder, has been yeah. charged. I think yeah, but that's, that's not to say um, that he necessarily that's you know that's not that that process is that is still in process, and he might not actually be convicted and spend jail time we that has to happen that has to, that, that will take time yeah exactly exactly i i don't know i <sighs> mean it's in the middle of this is is it going to quiet down i guess it'll ha- i mean it'll, like, it'll have to
1: yeah it will have to but also like the worst of it happened on saturday right and the 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 incident itself the murder itself happened on the 25th so there was a ramp up there so who, who's to say but yeah I, to, to your point it does have to escalate yeah i think it's just a matter of when, I guess.
0: It's not, it's not necessarily like this isn't an organized political movement with a specific goal. Like they do have a specific goal, but it's so broad. It's like stop America being indicatively violent and racist towards black people. Mm. But there's not a law that could be passed tomorrow that would do that. Yeah. It's just, it's broad systemic change. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe there is a law that could be passed tomorrow to do that. That would be nice. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, Did you see the speech by Killer Mike, the rapper in Atlanta?
2: I got a lot of love and respect for police officers down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta that even after becoming police had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. So my question for us on the other side of this camera is after it burns, will we be left with charred or will we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes that Atlanta has always done? Will we use this as a moment to say that we will not do what other cities have done and in fact we will get better than we've been? We got good enough to destroy cash bonds. So we have an opportunity now, because I'm mad, I don't have any good advice, but what I can tell you is that if you sit in your homes tonight, instead of burning your home to the ground, you will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize, and organize and mobilize in an effective way. And two of the most effective ways is first taking your butt to the computer and making sure you fill out your census so that people know who you are and where you are. The next thing is making sure you ex- exercise your political bully power and going to local elections and beating up the politicians that you don't like.
0: Yes, I did, yeah, I did. Very, fucking very impassioned fella. link to that in the show notes as well. So we're mentioning as well that the chief of police in Atlanta, America um, Shields, she's she's doing a good job as well, I think, in mm. terms of showing sympathy with the protesters, but also pointing out that we can't burn our city down in the process of wanting to highlight these these injustices, yeah, look also it's worth noting like we're just
1: two white Irish guys. They all include links to like some very nuanced perspectives
0: from from black voices, yeah, this nice is my reading on this. this is my dilemma with this like there's a lot of people yeah. Twitter is going ballistic as as it as it would, and um yeah, it's sparking ridiculous conversations in Ireland, actually, some people are pointing out the racism isn't in, is is in Ireland, I don't know if it's in reaction to maybe it's in reaction to people saying, oh, that would never happen here. But of course, like, mm. yeah, well, maybe we're not necessarily as inherently violent as it seems to be in the United States. But if somebody of color in Ireland tells you that they have race problems and, you know, don't challenge them on Twitter. Like, yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. Listen to yeah, them, it's, it's, empathize with them, and then maybe yeah. you'll learn something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we both kind of struggled with this a little bit before talking about on this episode, like, what are we going to add? This is like these two white Irish guys. But I think there's also the issue that you see, again, it's it's part of the discourse around this as well, this idea of like white silence being like, you know, part of the problem, like not speaking about it. And I think us us engaging in the discourse, but acknowledging our place within the discourse is important. And if if we can, you know, if at least one person is affected by what we've spoke about today, then it's worth it, as cheesy as that sounds. But I think, yeah, it would be worse to just kind of sit back in silence stuff like this is happening but at the same time like i said acknowledging our place in it
0: as leaders of the revolution as <laughs> self-appointed <laughs> lee it's okay guys we got no, it of course not no I, like I
1: said, i'll put a link to a bunch of 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 um stuff in the show notes that's like from from black voices that are for, like pretty nuanced and, and raising some really interesting talking points around this whole thing although um, it shouldn't
0: be that nuanced american cops please stop killing people yeah true like there is that simple but there's also it's that part is really simple oh no but it's sorry like i, didn't, I, did, yeah, I didn't mean to disregard what you're talking about yes of course but then yeah, also yeah, when yeah. you think about it yeah but there is also a simple solution stop <laughs> there is a really simple <laughs> it's like fucking stop don't, stop They're human lives don't feel on a man's neck when he's telling you he can't yeah. breathe
1: yeah yeah oh jesus <sighs> that's why i was say that's why i said at the start of the cold open like, i cannot wait for us to play dungeons and dragons because the idea of Going into a beautiful escapist fantasy right now is so appealing, even though the escapist fantasy that you've crafted for us as Dungeon Master is literally a city that is a hive of scum and villainy that is beset by demon hordes of demons. Devils. And that devil, sorry. And that sounds like bliss right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I've been inspired.
0: And it's gonna be about um, a race war led by this, uh, no! this Duke Dom come Lord. Oh, no.
1: That's the other thing about the the Cummings thing, Cumgate hashtag Cumgate is the the worst.
0: It couldn't trend, the worst name. The Twitter Twitter's filters uh, blocked it because they thought it was a porn filter. Oh my god, Cumgate sounds like
1: a literal porn filter, like a literal filter uh, used in the production of porn. Oh okay, shall we move on? We said that uh, even this is a news episode that we would end on a little happier note with some. Um, uh, what I'm keeping us sane.
0: Yeah. Just so it's not all heavy well, shit. We've already hinted Dungeons and Dragons is one. We've started a campaign with our buddies.
1: Yeah, that's true. Steve is DMing it. We've had one session so far. I am playing a uh, gnome rogue called Puds Downey.
0: Just on the basis that you thought it
1: was the funniest name ever. It's, it, I thought it's, so he's named after a childhood friend of my dad, who I found out about at Christmas when the, he was telling a story. And I thought Puds Downey is the best name I've ever heard. So I've built an entire character around Puds Downey, which transpired is now short for Pudding Downey Jr. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm having a great time. Yeah,
0: Richie Richie um, takes the approach of it's half about playing D&D and half about doing improv. Uh, yeah, which like my last... It is.
1: Who are my My other characters are... <laughs> Like in previous d d campaigns were... Darius Crateborn. Darius Crateborn, who was a dwarf with no memory of his past. He arrived at a tavern pub in a crate, hence the name Crateborn, um, with no memory of his past, having drank the entire contents of the crate, which were Dr. Darius's hangover helper. So he got so fucked up on that stuff, he lost all of his sense of his identity. And so the tavern maid, the lady who owned the tavern, just, just gave him the name, okay, you're Darius Crateborn then dwarf. Before that, I had Scarlet Johansson. Oh God, I forgot about big him. big half-orc, half-orc called Scarlet Johansson. Um, and then before that, there was... Who was there before that? Puds Downey, Scarlet Johansson, Darius Crateborn. Oh, Bono. Bono?
0: <laughs>
2: oh, the Paladin. Paladin.
1: The pa- the, the, so this was... A I, Ghost I, so Paladin Steve, or something. Yeah, Steve was playing a <laughs> game D&D no with... Uh, this this was uh, I was in America and Steve and Keen and a few other friends were doing a campaign back in Ireland and I was I came home for a trip and I surprised them was keen DMing that one yeah yeah you weren't DMing so I was working with Keen for weeks beforehand saying hey I'm I'm v- visiting home and I want to pop in surprise the guys and join your your campaign just for one day like for one arc for one one episode for want of a better word and I played uh, another dwarf named Bono who. His backstory was was actually a human. No, I think no. He was a dwarf because he was he was a dwarf who was very self conscious of his height. He saved up for his entire life to get leg extensions extensions <laughs> so he could become as tall as the humans. Finally got that, and then in the first battle he went into lost his legs, and so ended up <laughs> back down to where he was.
0: <laughs> that was Bono's arc. You just. I think that and Puds Downey's thing is that he's self-conscious about being an adorable little gnome so he's gone all rock and roll
1: yeah Puds Downey's really cherub like he's a cherub he's got big chubby cheeks and big crystal blue eyes and fluffy red hair but he's he's, because he's a rogue which is kind of like the thief class the sneaky thief class he's afraid people aren't going to take him seriously so he dresses like an emo he's got all the hoods and the layers and stuff and he talks like this
0: even though he really
1: sounds like this (laughs)
0: He has never done the, the second voice now, folks, but I'm not going to let him do anything else from now on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that yeah, that's puts down these shtick. Um, so that's one thing keeping us saying. What's been keeping you sane, Steve? Well, it sounds like the ambulance is coming to take you away because you're not saying enough. <laughs> um, yeah, mostly kind of D&D as well. It's, it takes an awful lot of effort to be to be the dungeon master. You have to do a fuck ton of prep. Yeah,
1: yeah, because uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with D&D, re- I think now is a really good time to get into d and
0: I would advise this, yep. You can yeah, go to Roll20, we were not sponsored by, but use.
1: Yeah, and you can play remotely with all your friends. Yeah, it's great fun. Um, and it's not, it's like, it's, I think for a lot of people for a long time, D&D was like the last bastion of extreme nerddom. I think I was sp- like,
0: oh, I, I was really into board games about five or six years ago. And I was like, oh, this is pretty, like we were going to pubs and people would like gawk at us, but then mm-hmm. less so because a big be, like board game pub, pubs became a thing. But there was always yeah. something about D&D that was just like yeah. one level too nerdy.
1: Yeah. And, no, it, so and you can see why, because it's like role playing and shit, but it's it's not at all. It's so, it's wonderful escapism. It's like one of the most creative things you can be involved in. It's if you're, if, if the idea of improv appeals to you, but it's kind of scares you, D&D is a great way of getting into it because there's structure around it and you can improvise within the structure. It can be comedic if you want. It can be dramatic if you want. It's a great way of staying in contact with friends. I think the new one hurdle too far is improv. <laughs> You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I would say lar- LARPing, the live action oh, role thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be yeah, a little yeah. bit. Well, that's cosplaying wondering. and role playing. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's been much for me. But that's like well, Who's to say? In five
1: years' time, you and I are probably going to be frolicking around be the field, field. LARPing the fuck
0: out of everything. It'd be great, yeah. Can't wait. They do LARPing in the park near me on Saturdays. Well, they used to before what? COVID, yeah, in St. Anne's. Oh, Oh, you should join in. I should just, like, not tell them and just, like, charge. Yeah! <laughs> Dress up as like a stormtrooper. <laughs> oh, I was telling you earlier when I was on the phone, uh, Herc, my housemate shaved his head and beard recently. And you said Herc, my housemate. Herc, who is also Herc is your dog. Herc is my housemate and my dog. But my housemate, mm. who is not dog, shaved his head and his beard and now Hercules hates him. <laughs> just like full on... <laughs> does <he> think... <laughs> does he think he's a different person? I'm not sure. Like he kind of does. And then like my housemate always wears a hat. So he's like on and off with the hat. Whenever he takes off the hat, Herc is just like eyes open. Like... Ears back and tail in between and woofing. Does Killian just look like a big baby Nick? Yeah, or like a big egg, big egg baby.
1: I can see why that would be terrible. Big egg baby, <laughs> big egg baby. Oh, in my house, get out! Rough, rough, rough. I've been what wa- uh, another thing uh, keeping me saying is um, the Last Dance on Netflix, the Michael Jordan, oh, I've heard Chicago, of Chicago Bulls yeah. documentary, fucking great. I, yeah. I, I, I know, I used to play basketball once upon a time, but I don't care for it really at all. But you're tall. um but no here's the thing i played basketball before i was tall this is like what again one of the, the the tragic stories of my youth um i got into basketball for a few years um and then I stopped because I wasn't any good at it. And then that summer I had a growth
0: so all of a sudden I was six one. I don't think you still would have been any good at it. You just would have been <laughs> no you not just at all. it would have taken longer for you to fall to the ground. Yeah. There's just more of me to be
1: uncoordinated. Uh but anyway, the the, the last dance it's it charts um the uh Chicago Bulls and their and Michael Jordan on their attempt to to do the three peat, which is winning two sets of three back to back victories in the in the NBA championship, and it's fucking great. It's just really good storytelling. It's really well made documentary. They have loads and loads and loads of amazing footage from the nineties, and uh, Michael Jordan is just a fascinating character. It's like there seems to be a structure in all the episodes where there's a story about how someone slighted him somewhat (laughs) on the bat on the court, like like just didn't show him the respect he deserves or said something to him, and then they end up scoring a point on michael jordan or whatever and then it cuts to an interview with michael jordan and he talks about yeah and i couldn't just let i, cu- I couldn't let that happen and then it it shows a montage of him just like beating the shit out like dunking on that person <laughs> he basically just takes any any perceived slights and converts them into high energy basketball juice wow and then uses it to the absolutely slam these people and that just seems to be how he propelled himself through his career so like
0: by feeding off ra- a, a deep rage within. him. He his. sounds like a really neurotic and sensitive person, like Larry David. <laughs> and instead, <laughs> instead of just being a curmudgeonly old Jewish man, instead, he's an incredible basketball player. So like, dunks the fuck out of them. Yeah, I'm going to get you back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's just a lot of like stories and people t- telling
1: like stories of yeah, at the time MJ just dunked on all these people. And then there's long pause. And then it's just a montage of all these people going, yep, best there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just what the whole documentary is but it's great um it's good to watch people being you, you, good at what they're good at it's really fascinating especially and even if you don't care about the thing they're good at there's just something about like Jiro dreams of sushi have you ever seen that documentary no
0: but Jiro loves quoting it's it. amazing yeah
1: it's amazing like i i love sushi but i don't like i don't know anything about this preparation but this is just a whole documentary about the guy who's best in the world at this yeah. that's fascinating so that's another thing to watch if you're looking for something you watching that now? I watched
0: Kingdom, and it fell apart for me in the second season. What? Yeah. After that person you liked died, just the whole thing. Just I didn't like it. Didn't didn't oh, like it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I understood that. That's why I didn't want to tell you because I spent a lot of time crapping over animal. Um, what's it called? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. I didn't want to go in and then crap over your TV show too. Like it was grand and stuff, but they kind of for long periods of time they forgot about the zombies, and then it's like, oh wait, and then yeah, zombies. It was, just a- <laughs> it was just house of cards for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then,
1: absolutely because yeah oh, it was the zombie zombies, zombies house of cards political intrigue and then like oh who's that at the door zombies oh god it's zombies
0: <laughs> yeah but I like that yeah uh, um, I'll definitely check out The Last Dance I think
1: yeah it's great Steve, I'm watching Space Force Steve Carell's new thing on Netflix how's that uh, it's there's a, mix, there's a lot of mixed reviews about it. I, I'm enjoying it. The first episode's a bit slow to get going, but I, I really love the concept and I love the cast. Mm. The cast is phenomenal. It's like John Malkovich, Steve Carell, Ben Schwartz, Lisa Kudrow, just a bunch of great people. Started watching... And it's about, oh, sorry, I just going it's about, for those of you who don't know, Trump has committed to boots on the moon, creating a space force militarising space. And it's, this is basically following the guy who's been put in charge of that, who's Steve Carell, and the kind of exploits involved in trying to get boots on the moon by 2024. And yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's not, it's made by this, it's made by the, guy, the creators of the US office. So Greg Daniels and Steve Krell have uh, writing it together. And if you're going in thinking it's going to be the same kind of thing as the office, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. It's a very, very different yeah. thing altogether. Um, But I think it's worth checking out for sure. Especially like knowing, knowing that it, this is a Trump based thing makes it all the better because mm-hmm. they're always talking about POTUS. And when you know it's
0: Trump that they're talking about, Makes it that much funnier. Sorry, what were you going to say? I've been watching Ashling B's show, um, what's it called, This Way Up? This Way, Up, this Way yeah. Up, yeah. Have you seen that? No. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah. The sister of Sinead Kadeo, Yes, who, we talked uh, to on her.
0: Our, our sustainable fashion episode. I believe Sinead um, was the costume designer she, on this show. She is. Yep. And it's all 100% sustainably sourced costumes, which is great. And you can't even tell. No. Um, but yeah it's a good show we're checking out yeah definitely definitely very funny um, she's a very endearing person very easy to watch mm-hmm. and it has a bit of heart as well it's about someone struggling through a hard time but not like oh, in a depressing way in a funny way <laughs> yeah it, it, it tackles
1: like mental health issues right yeah. like that's the yeah, yeah. cool alright well, I will check that out and shit on it much like you shit on all my nah you won't do that because she's from Kildare nah yeah she, she's 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 one of my kin
0: she's Kildarean Kildarean Kildareite <laughs> yeah is that it that's pretty much it and we will be back sooner than normal with What I'm Islam yeah next week hopefully all things going to, going to plan until then you can follow us at
1: What I'm Politics on Instagram and on Twitter at gmail.com if you want to get in touch uh, whatampolitics.com forward slash beer if you want to buy us a lockdown beer and can think of anything
0: else do you like that it's a fancy little beat yeah that was nice you're doing like one-hand clapping with each hand.
1: Cuz I can't cl- I can't click with both. I can click with this finger. Can't click with the other one. Quality podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Save some of it for next week, guys, for God's sake.
2: This has been a production of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.